Hi there, this is Marcus Fernandez, your host for The Home Prescriber. This podcast is for all things homeopathy, for home prescribing, acute issues that you can deal with at home with some simple homeopathic remedies. We'll be covering everything from anxiety to cystitis to sprains, strains, bumps and bruises to hay fever. Well, I'm going to show you the top remedies that you can use for home prescribing. So check us out now and become a confident home prescriber. What you don't want to do is be suppressing the symptoms. Okay, if you suppress the symptoms, it's going to come back somewhere else. Remember, the body's trying to communicate with us. It's trying to say, hey, there's a problem here you know, can show there's a low vitality and therefore these things can proliferate. So, you know, the body's always trying to communicate. And I always say, you know, it's like a car dashboard. I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but it's like a car dashboard. If the oil light flashes, it means there's a problem in the engine. If you just take the bulb out or just suppress the symptoms, there's still a problem in the engine and the car's going to break down two or three miles down the road. So let's talk about athlete's foot, the six top homeopathic remedies that we can use. So athlete's foot, what is it? As I said, it's a very, very common symptom. I'm sure you've had it. I'm sure I've had it over the years. But it's a very common fungal infection that affects the feet. And the symptoms of athlete's foot is one of the main symptoms is you get itchy white patches between your toes. It can cause soreness and flaky patches on your feet. The skin can look red, but it's less noticeable on brown or black skin. But sometimes also the skin on your feet or like your heel can become cracked and sometimes bleed, but all very, very sore. And like I said, it's not just between your toes. It can affect your soles or the size of your feet. And sometimes you can get little fluid like blisters occasionally as well. But if it's not treated, it can spread to your toenails and cause a fungal infection of, of your nails. And... Please seek medical help or advice if your foot or your leg is hot or painful and red, because this could be a sign of a more serious infection. Because if the infection spreads to the parts of your body, you can go to your hands. So it's best to get it checked out. But today we're going to deal with some very simple athlete's foot situations. And these are some of the things you can do at home if you do have athlete's foot, which will help. You know, dry your feet after washing them, particularly between your toes, and dab them dry rather than rubbing them because it can make them sore. And remember, with athlete's foot, it likes a wet, hot, moist, warm environment. Okay, so this is where it it tends to really proliferate. So it's really good if you can make sure that your feet are dry. And use a separate towel for your feet uh, and wash it regularly. Okay, wash it regularly. Make sure everything's clean. Take your shoes off when you come home. If we're sat using your shoes all day with thick socks on, you need to let your feet breathe, okay? You need to get air and circulation and let the air circulate around your feet. Because again, like I said, the bacteria likes the wet, warm sort of conditions. So if you sweat a lot on your feet, then this is a perfect environment for athlete's foot. And wear clean socks every day. Cotton socks are the best. Why? So the skin can breathe, okay? You want the skin to be able to breathe. So, as I always say, check us out on uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's, again, spread the word. We want everybody in the world to know about homeopathy. And some of these little common ailments that people get, they use homeopathy, and it works. 
people then use other homeopathic remedies for things that they have. So please, please, please do subscribe because if you subscribe, you'll notify when new videos come up. We put in new videos there all the time. And also check us out. We do lots of things at CHE. We do a lot of courses from beginners all the way up to practitioner level. So let's talk about some homeopathic remedies here. So the first remedy, and this is in alphabetical order, not in order of importance, is the first remedy is burrito car. Now, this is a really good remedy, especially in young kids who are shy or lack confidence and always seem to get swollen tonsils and quite slow to develop. Also, it's good for the elderly. So it's either young or the elderly, where there's increased mental weakness, confusion, uh, and childlike. Okay, so this is when often you could prescribe a retocarb. Because remember in homeopathy, we're looking at the characteristic symptoms of the remedy. So we're also taking consideration sometimes the mental and emotional as the physical symptoms. So they have very smelly feet, okay, very fat smelly. And the foot sweats tends to be at night, Okay, so again, a characteristic symptom of burrito carb, but they're very, very smelly. And they can have this intolerable itching and burning and stinging sensation in the feet or on the toes, which feels like uh, needles are prickling, like pricks of needles in the toes or in the feet. And their feet are cold and clammy. Okay, they feel cold, but they also feel clammy, a bit like calc carb. So I've mentioned that here on the presentation, calc carb, it has cold and clammy feet. And that is the carb element of this remedy. The toes and the soles can be painful, especially when walking. And the soles of the feet feel hot and bruised, particularly at night. This is what they can complain of, that the feet feel sore and they feel bruised. Even though they haven't been walking around necessarily all day or gone on for a long walk, they have this sensation. But burrito carb is very sensitive to the cold, okay? They don't like to be cold. But this is a, a really good remedy, like I said, for the very smelly feet, especially in young children or in the elderly, okay? And as you know, when you get older, your circulation is not as good as it used to be. So often this can be a great remedy for people who are elderly. Next remedy, calendula. So this is good to use topically. So you can use this in a tincture, especially if warm rather than cool, diluted water. And it really promotes healing. It reduces any inflammation and stops and clears any infection. So it's really like an antiseptic. So it's, this is always good to have in your first aid box or your home prescriber box at home. So you can use a tincture, do 10 or 15 drops in a small glass of cool, boiled water, and then bathe the toes or bathe the feet. Okay, And if it stings a little bit, because if you've got a few cracks there or it's a little bit open, like a little open wound, maybe dilute the, the tincture a little bit more in the water. Or you can use calendula cream. Okay, you can use calendula cream. Again, you can buy this from the health food store and just put it on there. And you can use it, you know, twice daily, especially if the skin's cracked and sore. Okay, so calendula is great for that. Everybody should have calendula cream in their drawer at home. There's so, so many uses. We go through so many tubes of calendula cream in our house the kids use it and everybody uses it in our house next remedy is graphitis so with graphitis the keynote with graphitis is that it has moist thick crusty eruptions between the toes especially when the toes begin to crack all that also can be on the heel as well but what comes out is this and you can see here the picture this is a picture of honey because one of the keynotes is that they ooze a thin sticky gluey honey-like discharge if you ever see that with somebody 
no matter what they've got, if you see that sticky, gluey, honey-like discharge, which oozes thin, oozes out of a wound or out of, like they said, the cracks here, you always think of graphitis. It's one of the keynotes for graphitis. And graphitis tends to have eruptions that are slow to heal, the worst from heat and worse after scratching, okay? And the area becomes moist after scratching, okay? It becomes moist as this sort of like this fluid comes out, this thin fluid comes out. And again, the itching is worse for heat. So they also have foul, acrid foot sweat, which can chafe the toes, okay? It can chafe the toes, again, worse in the evening. And the feet can feel cold, Again, worse in the evening. So I think we find it tends to be worse in the evening. But also it affects the nails. So the toenails can look deformed, can look sore, can look thick. And the root of the nail can also be inflamed around the root of the nail. So again, it could have an infection around the nail as well. But again, the keynote here is for moist, thick, crusty eruptions with, between the toes with cracks. And it oozes this thin, gluey, honey-like discharge. That is the remedy. Graphites. Next remedy. So this, you can see this picture here. I hope he hasn't put you off your lunch or dinner or breakfast. This nitric acid, this remedy, this is for profuse, offensive foot sweat, which causes soreness of the toes and sticking pain. So what they tend to have with NITAC, that their athlete's foot is eroding the skin because the sweat from their feet excoriates it's like acid. It sort of burns away at the skin and makes them incredibly sore, okay, incredibly sore. So they get cracks and fissures between the toes, but really, really sore. So when they sweat and their feet sweat, it's almost burns, like a burning feeling, excoriates. So it looks, like I said, eroded. And crusts can form and they can bleed easily. And as you can see from the picture, it looks really, really quite sore. And you can feel like they're walking on pins, Okay, on their feet, very painful, very sensitive to touch. So it's going to be it's like you're trying to touch. Oh, it's really, really painful. So often the more painful, the more nitac is the remedy. Okay, because they're very, very, very sensitive. And again, with the fungal infection, the nails can be distorted of the toenails and more discolored and yellow. This is what you're going to notice with, with the nitac. It's more discolored and yellowy. It's like a yellowy or can be curved. But well, they get also splinter-like pains. Another keynote for NITAC is splinter-like pains under the nails. And they can get redness on the area, as you can see from the photo, and get heat in the feet. But it, they have this sensation as though they're being frozen or like chillblains. Because you know when you, your feet get really cold, you get chillblains because they're being really cold and then they come into warmth, that pain, that feeling. Well, often that's what they can get, this redness area, as though they're like they've got chillblains. With NITAC, they can be quite bad-tempered. They can be quite irritable as well and pessimistic, okay? They're really not a happy bunny. They are not happy at all. This is really painful. As I said, the more painful it is, the more NITAC it is, the remedy. So they're going to be bad-tempered with it. Extremely chilly with NITAC, extremely chilly. They want to be wrapped up and they want the feet to be wrapped up. But what happens is if the feet don't breathe and they sweat, that excoriates the skin and causes more problems. So it's like a vicious circle. This is a great remedy for that. But also remember the sort of irritability, bad-tempered and pessimistic side of this remedy. Next remedy is silica. Again, great picture here of these trainers, what smelly sweat coming off them. This silica is a great remedy and it's known for any issues that come about from suppression of foot sweat. So this is when people have used sprays or 
allopathic medication and it suppresses the sweat of the feet and then they get real problems. So often with silica, they have really heavy foot sweats and it is foul. It smells like something's rotten. It's really, really penetrating odor. You can't have the shoes in the house. I mean, you can smell it upstairs. They have to put the shoes outside. And if you're living with somebody like this, and I'm sure you may know people like this or have teenagers like this or whoever, you will not let these shoes in the house. I mean, it is really, really foul. And in fact, sometimes it may give off an odor to their feet even without the sweat. So it's quite horrible. And this is the type of sweat that eats away at the socks, at shoes. People end up having to throw them away because it's almost like it rots them. Now, again, the keynote for silica is that they have icy cold feet. Even in a war room, their feet are icy, icy cold, like a, two blocks of ice. And this is the thing with silica. It has, it has often have poor circulation in silica. They look undernourished sometimes, silica. It's like things aren't really functioning properly. The circulatory, they look quite weak or they feel weak. So the circulation is quite poor. They're always very chilly. And they often have unhealthy skin. Okay, Unhealthy skin where it can itch and burn in the daytime or the evening. But the skin will tell any injury. If they injure themselves, they'll often you know, not heal very well. It's like the vital force that their energy is not good. It, it has problems repairing things. Even if they scratch themselves, it doesn't heal well. Okay. It doesn't heal well. They can have as well, what we call voluptuous tingling of the feet. Okay. And voluptuous itching, which means when they itch, it's pleasurable or the tingling feels quite pleasurable of the soles of the feet, but the soles can feel sore and also underneath the toes, they can also feel sore as well, especially when they're walking. If this feels sore, there's a soreness there. Now, we talked about them being quite sort of delicate, like the skin feels delicate as well. And the skin can feel like paper, okay? It can feel like paper. As I said, every injury separates and festers. And the toenails are brittle and weak. Same with the hair. The hair can be brittle and weak. It's like there's lack, like defective nutrition within the body, like they're not really absorbing things. So, yes, the nails and the hair can be brittle and weak. And often they get a lot of fungal infections. It's very common with this silica constitution and tends to come after excessive sweating. So silicon might only just have athlete's foot. They may have candida in, you know, in the whole body. So this is something they may be you know, prone to. Very sensitive to cold, very chilly. Again, there's like lack of a vital force. And they'll hug the fire, you know, especially in winter. They get so cold, they just cannot get warm. But as, as you're describing a silicon person, you have very fine features, like I said, a delicate constitution, but lacks grit. It lacks grit. What does that mean? Mentally, it lacks grit. It lacks confidence. Physically, can lack grit. It's like, you know, they just don't have those reserves. Now, remember, you don't have to have all this in order to prescribe the silica, but you may see some of these keynotes within this remedy. But just remember, this is from suppression of foot sweat, particularly. But when they have this penetrating odor, this like rotten flesh, carrion-like smell, where you almost like it eats away the socks and the shoes and you have to throw them away. Okay, great remedy for that. And then next remedy, Thuya. So, so this remedy, Thuya, is good for any fungal issue. Most people just know Thuya as home prescribers just for warts. But it's a lot bigger remedy than that. It's a huge remedy. 
But in this case, it's good for any fungal infections or the tendency towards fungal infections. And what they have, if they have any sweat or foot sweat, it's of a sweetish odor. You can smell sweet, strong and sweet. You can smell a bit sickly as well, but it's strong and sweet. It's not like we just talked about silica, where it's really foul or smells like rotting flesh. It has dry skin, which is very sensitive to touch. Okay, so they're very sensitive to touch, especially the feet. Again, they have this needle pricking sensation. Again, common symptom with athlete's foot. And the eruptions, if they get any eruptions, that are skin eruptions, violent itching. They have got to itch, 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 really like really ripping up at the whole area. It's like because it's itching so much. So violent itching with it and then and then burning afterwards. It's like a burning sensation. And with Thuya, they particularly get eruptions on covered parts, parts that are covered. Feet is a prime example. Socks, shoes, they're covered in this wet, humid, if they're sweating, humid environment, which can be hot, perfect breeding ground. Again, scratching and cold, worse cold bathing. So bathing makes the condition worse. Cold bathing, it's worse for cold bathing. It could really set it off, okay? Now, that could be just washing their feet, you know, like in, they don't use warm water. Worse dampness and worse human atmosphere. We talked about this, but the in general is worse dampness and humid atmospheres. Again, the nails can be brittle, but here the nails are much more ribbed, okay, and crumbling. They can be discolored as well but it's soft crumbling or ribbed, okay? And they can have a crawling sensation in their toes because that something's crawling in there. Or the tip of the toes can be inflamed, okay? Just the tips of the toes can all be inflamed. And also a good remedy for ingrown toenail. There's other remedies good for ingrown toenail, but three can be good for that as well. And they have this really strange rare peculiar symptom that not always, but they can have where their feet feel like they're made of glass or they're made of wood or, you know, they feel fragile, the feet fragile when they're walking, as though they could break. Again, strange, rare, peculiar symptom of thuya. But again, thuya is great for any type of fungal infection, but particularly when you get eruptions and there's violent itching and burning afterwards and the worse for cold bathing. Okay, so the question I always get asked is, what potency do I give these remedies? Well, as I've said before in home prescribing, Use a 6C, 30C. These are the most common remedies you can get from the health food store or in remedy kits. And you can take one dose daily for three or four doses or until the symptoms improve. Okay. You should know after a couple of doses whether it's the right remedy as it should start to improve. But remember, you don't need everything that I've just described. You're looking for the keynotes of the remedy, the three legged stool. And I repeat this every time because it's really important to know. Don't go into analysis paralysis. Look for the keynotes when you're prescribing in this way in home prescribing. And if the symptoms persist, seek a qualified practitioner. If it's persisting and it's more of a chronic problem, then you definitely need to get help a qualified practitioner. Okay. So the couple of natural treatments you can do as well, which I find very useful to suggest to people. First one is apple cider vinegar. My goodness, this has so many uses, apple cider vinegar, so, so many uses. But this is good to use in a foot bath. Okay. So you can use this as an adjunct to the remedies, the homeopathic remedies, but you soak your feet in apple cider and water mixed, and you can do this daily. So you get one part of apple cider to two parts warm water. You know, you don't want the vinegar to burn your skin, especially if you've got cracks or fissures in your skin. And then you can soak your feet for 15 and 20 minutes a day. Just relax. I'd say kick your shoes off, put them in this nice 
foot bath so lovely to do anyway but again it will really help and you can do this daily or until it improves if your skin gets too irritated by that you can reduce the soaks to once or twice a week or again just dilute the apple cider vinegar more if it is too sensitive but a lovely thing to do it's well well known apple cider vinegar to help anything around fungal infections so good little tip for you there and a nice thing to do the next natural treatment i would suggest is tea tree oil as well and again, use this in a foot bath. You know, it's lovely to do. So it's been, there's lots of studies showing how effective it is for athletes' foot. Again, you can dilute it into another oil, so like a base oil, and you can rub it in the affected areas. Okay, don't put it on neat. Put it in like a dilute it in an oil, like a carrier oil, or you can add tea tree to a foot bath and soak your feet again for 15 or 20 minutes a day. Just a few drops in water. And then after soaking, if you do do a, the foot bath, after soaking, dry the feet, massage a few drops of the diluted oil directly into the affected areas. And this will help destroy any fungus or fungal infection and stop it going to other unaffected areas. Very, very, very good to use. Again, a lovely thing to do. Kick your shoes off, soak them in there, do it once, do it twice a day and relax. And then make sure you do dry them afterwards. And then I would apply the oil after that. But again, one of the good things to do when you come home from work, take your socks off, take your shoes off. I mean, what do young kids do? I know some young kids, the first thing they do if they're anywhere, they want to take the socks and shoes off and run around. I mean, there's a lot of benefit walking bare feet, obviously not when it's in wintertime, but just filling the ground is really important, especially in the summertime, going out in the grass, but just, you know, walking around in flip-flops or open shoes, I think is really good. Okay. So there we go. That's your top homeopathic remedies and a couple of natural treatments you can try for athletes' foot. And again, with these remedies, often it won't just deal with the foot because uh, sometimes the feet can just be an expression of what's going on in the rest of the body. The remedies will also help the rest of the body. So we get into the cause behind it, not just treating the effects. And again, these natural health treatments you can try, the foot soaps, are really, really helpful. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you found that very useful. And yeah, until the next time. Hi, Marcus here. Just want to say a big thank you for listening to the podcast. And I hope you feel more confident about prescribing homeopathic remedies in acute situations. Now, you can also access, if you click on the link below, my free book as an ebook called The Home Prescriber. And here you'll find a lot more information about all different acute conditions that you can treat within the home with homeopathy. Also, I'm going to give you access to our free home prescriber course with one of our lecturers, Hilary Dorian. This is an amazing course where Hilary will deep dive into the principles and philosophy of homeopathy and looking at remedies, as well as looking at potency and how to prescribe. So click on the link below for cgehomeopathy.com to get access to your free home prescriber course. Again, thank you for listening and we'll look forward to seeing you very soon on our next podcast.